Hello, and welcome to another edition of MiceCast. We're your hosts, Mike, Greg, and Rich, but we have no Rich this evening. Does that mean um, we're dickless? <laughs> <laughs> if well, that's... <laughs> Tonight's That's, show was supposed to be about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and the untimely death of that attraction by some numbskull supervision and higher management. But instead, we have breaking news from MiceAge.com, and that breaking news is the Haunted Mansion is going to have some historical and some may say unprecedented changes to a beloved attraction. Yes, uh, apparently, you know, there's um, not much of a story and Walt Disney Imagineering has decided to add a plot line to the attraction of the Haunted Mansion. Um, and I'm going to read you a snippet from uh, Al Lutz, who runs MySage. I'm going to read you a snippet of what he's found out. You know, before I but, talk, but before you do that, Mike, for what? all of you, well, oh, there yeah. are people out there who don't want to be, this is like a spoiler. This is like reading the review of a movie. Before you've before seen you it, see it. it's going to give away maybe a plot or a plot twist. If you don't want to hear this, we'll give you ah, five seconds to get the hell out. Once five seconds is gone, we're moving on. And, you know, like it or not, if you're still listening, you're going to get spoiled. I'm hoping that keeps you listening. <laughs> All right. So do we count down? Five, four, three, two, one. All right. There you go. Okay. okay. All right. No, what I wanted to say is Al's got somebody deep. <laughs> We need to get we a won't source. go there. <laughs> no, we need a source Since we're like dickless this. today, we're yeah. not going there. <laughs> yeah. We need a source like this. All right, listen to this. All right. So he talks about some changes in the seance scene. But his second paragraph here says, The biggest changes will be coming to the attic scene, as that's where the new plot line will be most evident. As yeah, it I is like now, these changes. Yeah. As it is yeah. now, the attic scene is simply a cluttered and dusty place with a ghost inexplicably dressed like a bride with that spooky beating heart. When the additions are all installed, the bride will become a much more sinister character who has apparently been killing off all of her previous husbands. As the doom buggies pass through the attic, riders will see portraits of several dashing young gentlemen, with each portrait piled next to the loot that the man brought into the marriage. And then it goes on to say, portraits will look familiar, the same face in the attic in the seance. But a new special effect will allow the heads of these gentlemen to suddenly disappear from the portrait as if they had been decapitated in a grisly murder. Very cool. <laughs> and when riders arrive at the exit of the attic scene, the bride will still be there, this time in a new location, and clutching a bouquet of wedding flowers that magically turns into a blood-stained axe as each vehicle passes by. How cool is this? <laughs> this is very cool. <sighs> yeah, this is going to be awesome. Um, well, it's going to be awesome, but there should be many hardcore, let's call them Disney fanatics, people who, well, yeah, that's let's, us. let's feel realistic. <laughs> well, we're hardcore. We love the place, but we got a life. You know, we go to work <laughs> so, every day. Sometimes, a lot yeah. of annual pass holder hardcores that don't have a life, and all they can do is worry about this crap. Well, I guess we are worried about it a little bit because we're talking about it, but some of the funniest parts of this is people are going to have a problem with this because of the supposed Master Gracie backstory. Well, I'm here to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, that's a bunch of horse manure. There is no <laughs> Master Gracie backstory. I've got the literature. That Not goes, officially anyway, right? Not officially. I think it's an Internet hoax. Uh, oh. You can go to a lot of sources. One of them for me is uh, Jason Sorrell's great book, 
from the Magic Kingdom to the movies. A great collection of, of photographs, stories, interviews with people who were there. And the Gracie stuff doesn't come really up until later into it. Now, one of the designers' name was Yale Gracie. If, if that could possibly be came where the Gracie backstory came from, okay, fine. It's kind of a, a how do you do, if you will, to one of the designers. But nothing I can find talks about that. There's stories about the blood family or the bride who was waiting for her husband who was out to sea and had an untimely death. Uh, there's some really actually great kind of sinister stories that they were trying to tell early on. And then some references on another page we found, another good source uh, for Haunted Mansion, which is GrimGhosts.com. That's GrimGhosts, as in plural, Ghosts.com. And some interviews with Extensio, who talks about the Blood family. And uh, they, they were people who made a hobby of murdering unwary travelers. And, you know, and Walt was even quoted as saying, these attractions aren't storytelling they're experiences they don't necessarily have a story there's no necessarily beginning and end they're experiences so now imagineering wants to take it to a, a whole new step and actually make a story beginning to end because you know if you look at the pirates is there really a story no you go from no. Kind of scene to scene and see None. the things that i mean if you really get down to it i i heard an interview with extensio once saying you know we really had to kind of tone pirates down because, you know, most pirates didn't die in battles. They died of things like venereal disease. <laughs> scurvy. You know, scurvy. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you turn these things into a bunch of fun-loving guys? Well, well they did yeah. a pretty good job. Now, that attraction is going to have a workover, too. And is, we're going to try to do, if possible, a live podcast uh, about sure. the upcoming change. And we'll just leave it at that. If you don't know, stay tuned. You'll find out what the upcoming changes uh, to the pirates are. But anyways, back to the mansion. Uh, I really have problems when, with the, the Disneyoids or the, the fantasy Disney no-life people come up with these stories out of their hey, asses you know, because you might, there's you no might, support you, for some of them. You might want to take it easy on that because some of those type folks might be our audience, you know. Okay, they might be the audience. Okay. <laughs> Do we really I, want to piss them off? We... <laughs> oh, no, yeah. My, my father-in-law does to this to me. I'm a photographer, one of my many talents. Don't okay. tell me that 400-speed film is better than 200 or 100 or whatever your cockamamie bullcrap is. I know film. And if I'm going to shoot a portrait, I'm not shooting it in 400-speed film. But, you know, somewhere in his mind he got that, and he's going to tell you that that's the way to go. That's why how the kind of analogy to some of these stories. There's nothing like standing in line for an attraction at the park. Or better yet, I was at the Queen Mary Scottish Festival a couple of weeks ago. A great event if you ever get to go for you Scottish people out there. If it ain't Scottish, it's crap. But anyways... recording some accent. If it's not right. Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. But anyways, we're standing in line to see that Legends, uh, Ghost Legends and whatever they call it. Uh, oh, kind of a holdover from... Yeah, it was actually better when Disney did it, but it still has some interesting stuff. For how those of you how that long did don't Disney know... The, the Queen, Queen Mary? Mary? Three years? Four years? Not I don't very know. long. Not very not long. Not that long. Anyways, I heard some kids, and I was so tempted to say, you know, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But anyways, oh. some, one of the, oh, sorry, I used the F word. What the hell are you talking about? They were like, um, so have you ridden the new Space Mountain? You sure, for sure? And they're like, um, 
no, yeah, or yeah, this one goes, yeah, you know, well, is it any different? Yeah, it's a lot different. The old one just kind of seemed to go in circles, but this one's got dips and curves, and it's faster. What well, the? I, I'm here to tell you from my inside source, who it couldn't be any more inside, maybe not as deep as the story for the mansion. It's the same freaking attraction. <laughs> it's right, I mean, same track. They've done some updates to it. They totally rebuilt the track, but it's the same track layout. There's some new technology added, but it's the same thing. So get over it. It's the same. So back to the mansion. Um, yeah. You know, know what you're talking about before you talk about it. That's my whole thing. I mean, I, uh, one of well, Richard, who's not here because we're dickless tonight, he always comes up with some of these stories. I'm like, have you checked your fact? Not that I'm a big fat checker, but when you say the sky no, is, is, is green, and I know it's not green, and I walk outside and tell you it's blue, those are the kind of wild, made-up kind of crap that just drives me insane. Um, now, the whole thing about not having a story, I don't know if I totally buy that. I'm the proud owner of an old Disneyland LP. If, for those of you who don't know who an LP is because you've only had CDs all your it's life. It's vinyl. Uh, yeah, it's a hunk of vinyl. It's got, vinyl things. it's got grooves right. in it. It plays and, on a... uh, it's, it, it's, it's a great vinyl uh, record. It's got a story. The uh, uh, Tony the Tiger, Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, narrated it. He narrated a, uh, a few Disney albums. His face uh, is I, the broken. His face is the broken bust in the graveyard yes, scene. I, I believe you're correct. And anyway, so he kind of tells the story. And one of the things is the uh, the bridegroom, which over the years I seem to remember that the bridegroom has been there and not been there. But right across from the bride, whose heart is beating, uh, in the story, if I remember the the LP right, it's been a long time since I've listened to it that he describes the groom standing with his head in that hat box in his outstretched hand. Well, they have the groom standing there with the hat box in his, in his hand, but his head no is head. still firmly no attached head. to his head. Yeah. So that kind of plays into some of the stories we've been reading from, excuse me, in James Sorrell's From the Magic Kingdom to the Movies and on GrimGhost.com and so forth that there seemed to be a demise of an individual possibly with a head cut off or an axe or something like that. But as far as the Gracie backstory, which kind of turned into what they used for the movie, which many people were hugely disappointed with after the success of Pirates. Yeah, okay. Um, I found it better watching it the second or third time on video than the first time. Well, actually, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it when the kids brought it home on a, on a DVD. And there's a lot of great little effects and, and plays to the the park attractions, but I think it's better to be watched at home than on the big screen. The Pirates, on the other hand, was an awesome theater experience. So, <laughs> anyways, that's my movie review for the night. Well, you got a... What? What? No, you got a lot to say, and it's awesome. I'm just sitting here, you know... Oh, yeah, you can just sit back and let me ramble. Yeah, yeah. I think this change is a great thing. This goes back, if you listen to... I think our second podcast, it might even have been our, oh, no, it's our Sacred Cow podcast, First where one. I made, made mention that I don't believe the attractions we see today and we're in love with and we wish they wouldn't change would be like this if Walt were still alive. He, he'd want to innovate. Yeah. He'd want to change. Yeah. And that was part of what uh, my sage was talking about was Bob Iger has stated a desire to use the latest technology to improve Disney's classic storytelling. This is great. Uh, I there's so much more we can do. There's been an effect in the seance room that was there, and then it wasn't there. Oh, the floating table. Was, the floating table, which Disney World doesn't have, we had, 
and then it was gone again. I mean, I ride that attraction enough to notice when a figure must be out for repair, uh, yeah. Where the hole in the glass at the uh, the dining room scene oh, is was there for years and years and years and then they covered by a spider. That. They can't fix that, uh, right? Well, actually, I think it's been fixed now. I, I I'm I'm going to step out on the limb and say it has been. But if story the story goes okay, sorry, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. So so if I repeat myself, sorry. But this the way I got it from when I worked at the park eons ago, that they had the replacement piece of glass for the dining room scene. If, if, if for the, those of you maybe on the uh, the right coast, not out here on the left coast, in our mansion, some moron uh, years ago shot a BB gun or something at the glass that's between you and the dining room scene. So f for a long time, you saw this little kind of like pocket in the glass, uh, sort of like from a gun, obviously from a gunshot, shit, jeez. So then, for years, it's been covered with this spider and some web, which is, you know, dumb because we all know what's behind it. So yeah. anyways, the story is they have this huge piece of glass back in the warehouse. The problem is how the hell do they get it in there? It's so long. I mean, you've got to say it's probably two, two and a half stories tall. tall it's probably, yeah. let's see, 10. It's probably 20 feet tall and fairly thick. Uh, from what I understand, it would have to be dropped in through the roof, which would mean opening that up. Um, so that's the story I got. I don't know if it's a load of horse shit or not, but that's the story I got from some people supposedly in the know that worked maintenance inside the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so regardless, there's, there's some, I think, some great changes, and it kind of throws the whole Gracie backstory to hell. And actually, that may be the total intent of some Imagineers who, like me, are a little uh, put out when these false rumors get going about... Uh, things in the park that they know are just not true, and it, it, sometimes with me, I just got to kind of roll my eyes and go, okay, that's just another line of horse shit, but it happens. It's just, you know, I'm trying to think. We're going to do a whole podcast on rumors because there are some great rumors. Well, we won't have to that talk about Mansion, that's gone for sure. on over the years of the park, and some of them that just persist, and that's that's a future podcast down the line. Wow. The, the funny thing is, are we still live? Yeah. What's wrong? Right. Oh, okay. You, you kind of hummed like, oh, I thought, you, I th sorry, mm -hmm. I thought our, our signal dropped out because you were making noises and making faces. This no, room no. is so small, I can't help but look at your ugly mug every time I turn over this. Shut up. So anyway. If you want to see something ugly, I'll drop freaking, <laughs> give you a freaking <laughs> BA. Hey, this is only a PG-13 show, okay? <laughs> no, you, Anyways, it, you already put it in the R today. <laughs> Yeah, you dropped an F bomb. This is already podcast. <laughs> Maybe you can go back and bleep that out. <laughs> Anyways, I guess WDI uh, and TDA they're, they're okay, wait, bracing wait, themselves. What? Stop. what? Stop. WDI people might know. TDA we need to explain is go Team ahead. Disney Anaheim. It's the executive office building in back of Disneyland. <laughs> that big ugly piece of shit building out in the back yeah. of the park. I, Actually, it's, well. not, it's not that bad. I. I say I'm in the field of architecture now. I'm also a photographer. Just Actually, a Renaissance it's a very cool man all around. I'm just a Renaissance mother <laughs> blinking, blinking all the way around. <laughs> you have to appreciate the building from all sides, and and the architect who did it is is world renowned architect, and it it's got some very interesting features. It's not for the lighthearted. I want to see the same old traditional architecture. It's it's an interesting building. Anyways. Um, 
they're bracing themselves because they think a lot of you hardcore people out there are going to fucking freak. I'm sorry. Yeah, Leave right. that one out again. They're gonna, oh, they're gonna lose it. And then, sorry, <laughs> this stuff gets me going. They are stocking up supposedly on claim forms as we're doing this podcast. As the people in my stage are reading it, they yeah. just believe that people are going to have a coronary over yeah, this. Cow, yes. And I love it. I think this is great because it shakes up some traditional things that are people are just too used to well, we we need to shake it up a little bit let's let's read let's read the bit that that Al refers to here it says and you can bet that these changes to the haunted mansion will cause quite a stir from the online disney community that's you which is exactly what wdi is expecting certainly there'll be outcries from the diehards but the imagineers working on this project openly admit that they're aiming these show changes to the other 99 percent of Haunted Mansion writers who have never heard of Master Gracie or the convoluted story of his bride awaiting his return from sea. The Imagineers would simply like to create a bit of a plot line where currently none exists and try to bring some cohesiveness to what is now a collection of spooky scenes that don't have any real connection to each other. Nothing but a plus, plus, plus. Oh, I think so. I think Al is right on. I'd love to know who his source is. Yeah, so would I. Uh... And by the way, if you've never been to MySage, and if you're on this podcast, I can't believe that you never have. Yeah. Uh, definitely for a, 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 a serious fan, you don't even have to be a diehard fan. Uh, anybody who enjoys Disney and likes to see a lot of great photos that they manage to collect from all the parks worldwide. Uh, it, it's a great bunch of guys and, and good writers, and they do find a lot of stuff out. I enjoy, just, what, uh, I enjoy reading what they write, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, great stuff. I mean, they got some great pictures about... Uh, Disneyland submarine and some of the rehab work going on there. And I had some inside information from uh, DDT or our Deep Throat Disney guy uh, about that that I got tonight. But since we're not talking about it, you're going to have to wait till oh, later. Yes, there's uh, a hook. There's a hook. There's a we, hook, huh? We can't, we can't tell you when we'll talk about it because you never know what kind of breaking news is going to come. Hey, if something else like this comes up, because, you know, those rumors about what they're going to do to uh, Calif Disney's California Adventure so far have not come to fruition in fact today's no. the last day of february when they said it would happen by february so uh, who knows that may be um, another one of those disney rumors to write down and uh, tell I'll, your kids about they have bigger you know. fish to fry you know there's that labor agreement that's gonna expire in two weeks yeah that's that's a big one and they had a was it 1984 when they had the last huge one that really turned a lot of people inside inside out to the point of really despising Disney and some of the key people to park who, you know, they have to run the place. I understand you want to make money, you want more money, and everybody always wants more money and think the guy that's making a dollar more than them is rich. Uh, hey, you know, having been on both sides now, it's neither. It's not a cakewalk on either side. and They're just not rolling in the dough. We've got to remember in this corporate world, they have shareholders and they have, they have uh, you know, they have, have to have goals they reach. But, you know, I think with Disney, they need to... To temper that with, we've got a reputation, or the park has a reputation, the, the organization has a reputation of bringing a certain quality, and sometimes that might mean paying a little more or spending a little more here and there. You want to be better than Knott's, you want to be better than Magic Mountain, you want to be better than Universal Studios. You know, come to the table honestly, but then on the other side, labor has to be realistic too and that's where i usually find you they think management is unrealistic labor usually is far more unrealistic so yeah all i know is i need to get to the park before this freaking strike comes because it's going to be it's going to be sucking 
Oh, it's actually, I think I think win. I think going to the park during the strike would be not unlike going to the park in the pouring rain. Really? You just don't know what you're going to get, <laughs> which could be great. Sometimes people good, might, sometimes bad. Hey, yeah. people might run. People might run from the park saying, I'm not going there. But, you know, I'm going to be the first one to cross the frickin' picket line. Oh, yeah, me too. Just, just like I was the first one to go to Albertsons when they went on strike. Same here. Because hey. Stater Brothers was too busy, and that's where I usually shop because they're cheaper. But when I'd go over to Albertsons, and I'd go there off and on because I like their, their check-yourself-out their check thing because while all the rest of the numbskulls are standing in the line, I use the self-checkout. You can scan your own Though at that time, yeah. there was no self-checkout. Not one of those people on strike I knew from inside the store. It's like, what, what do you do, hire professional strikers? Yeah. And then they opened the store back up and they put in the self-checkout. They were trying to say that that was a highly trained position. Believe me, if I can check myself out, any monkey could check themselves out. I now can look up uh, produce. I mean, I think I'm trained. I should get their job. You know, I, I think I should get a little discount for doing my own stuff. We it's might like, want to explain. Those... Greg's yeah. talking about a gro- those... <laughs> grocery store. Yeah, well, in California, we had a grocery <laughs> strike a while back. Yeah, it was October of 2003. Do you remember those stores in the 19? 19- I think it was the 1970s. This was the funniest concept. If you the store was supposed to be cheaper because you brought your own bags. Now, if you didn't bring your own bags, you had to pay for the bag. Yeah, I remember that. But if that. you brought your own, you could bag your own, and you know, it's yeah. supposed to be cheap. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that didn't work because it food, didn't last Food for very Less long. operates on that concept. You bag your own stuff. Well, I don't mind bagging it, but bring your own <laughs> bag. It's like you know, BYOB. <laughs> yeah, um, well. All right. So, anyways, right. I, you know, if you guys disagree with me out there, because I'm very opinionated, especially some of the hardcore Disney people who never want to see, they never want to see change to something existing. Usually, they usually don't mind bringing something new to the park. New, yes. Uh, as long as it's in the right place, but they usually don't, don't like down. change to what they consider it's, the classic it's, attraction. It's the Disney you know? NIMBY. It's the Disney NIMBY. Not yeah, my no, back. That's, not my, that, that's exactly not, right. Not my favorite I, ride. <laughs> right. Jeez. I wish we. Yeah. What's it? Not my. Uh, not. Oh, not in my backyard. Out. Yeah, my, no, I know yeah, what NIMBY means. I'm okay. in that field. Uh, I, I I hear that all the time. Um, I would have loved to been podcasting when they redid Fantasyland. Now Fantasyland, they did nothing oh, but improve. No other kidding. than taking frickin' Skull Rock and the pirate ship out. Yeah, they but the facades. Done, but the fa- facades of the other rides were oh, awesome. Oh, the facades are well. They are awesome, but they have not kept up with some of the effects of those facades. And most of those effects uh, that I can remember have to do around the Toad Manor, the smoke coming out of the chimneys, things like that, which they just don't keep up anymore. And I haven't seen work in, in quite a long time. But, yes, they improved that greatly. And the last time I was at the Magic Kingdom, they had redone uh, one of the shops similar to how our uh, – our fantasy land has been redone, and from what I hear from one insider, they're they're kind of piecemealing their fantasy land uh, to do the same thing. Where we shut our fantasy land down, down in its entirety. I mean, literally, we had no fantasy land for what year and a half, two years, maybe longer. Uh, it was quite some time that we we were without the freaking little dark rides. So. Um, my biggest problem with that whole thing is I like Skull Rock. I like the tuna fish pirate, pirate boat. Ship. It was a great place. Yeah, it was a great place to watch the fireworks. I love the tuna. It was just the ambience of the space. And I realized that they opened, you know, we, 
for those who don't know what Fantasyland may have been like before they did this, it was a very tight environment. The carousel was pushed more towards the castle, I believe, and then Dumbo was behind that. So by pushing the carousel back, they, they opened it up a little bit. And then Dumbo basically is sitting roughly where the pirate ship was, uh, which was just, you know, Skull Rock at night, the pirate ship, the ambiance was awesome. Overall, the, the improvement to Fantasyland was great. I just wonder if some of these diehard Disney fanatics who will cringe now at the changes to the mansion and probably the changes to Pirates, what they would have been saying at the time of the Fantasyland. Of course, but see, there was no information channel back then, right? You no, there have, wasn't. The internet was the internet non-existent. To... You might have been lucky to have, I can't even remember some of those online services by Prodigy or... Not, um, not in 83, really? No. Uh, no, I'm trying to remember. I, I Back then, let's see, I'd just been out of the service Jeez. a little while. In 83? There. No, I was still in the service in, in the great old Air Force. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> there, there was some kind of online. What was it? Because I was subscribed no. to some kind of online service. So it was really Pop, primitive. CopyServe. It was like com- chat services or something, you know. BBS, bulletin boards. Yeah, it's yeah. It was really simplistic. 1200-baud modem. <laughs> yeah, but I remember being in my first house after being in the service and being on one of these and popped into a Star Trek chat room. And I'm like, get a life! Get a life! You're, I mean, you're, you're worried about something that's not I mean, they're going on like it was real. Kirk really made a mistake in this one because, you know what? And I'm like, oh, my God, get a life. This is fun to talk about, but this was beyond. And I've been to Star Trek conventions. I, they're a lot of fun, yeah. but you know, Galaxy. there are the people who who live it every day. There are the people who enjoy it and have fun with it. I mean, I've been to I, shoot for for a while there. I've been to every Star Trek opening. Never dressed up like one of the characters, but That's I tell right. you, Spock, we made, Spock sat right in front of me once. We made I think a, I had a Klingon next to me. I mean, you know, um, that we used to do that. Make a point of seeing the movies. Yeah, I, and it's, that's fun because there's an atmosphere on opening night. But there's also an atmosphere of people who have to be seen Psychos, in their yeah. costume. They just can't walk up in their costume and sit down, hey, we're at a costume party, seeing a movie. They have to stand up in the aisles until the last minute to the trailer start. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's fun. You know, at least they, finally, they found an outlet. They're not an axe murderer, uh, you know, crazy, <laughs> you know, sex offender or something. They found their outlet fine. dressing up, and that's Thoughts. fine. That's right. That's fine. Good for them. So... I don't know if everybody's going to enjoy this mansion, but I uh, think I am. I, I can't uh, wait to I'm see the special effects. Uh, okay, now I'm he says Easter. At, yeah. Easter time, it should all the effects should be in by Easter. It's really too bad. I guess some funding didn't come through or some approval. So they, you know, because it's right now being, uh, is you, the holiday yeah. overlay is being taken off and, re- and storing back to the normal version. It's really too bad they couldn't get this out before. Uh, that I'd actually like to see them take anybody out there WDI listening to this, you know, take this little cue. <laughs> that's right. Um, you should take the hearse that's out in front, which, by the way, to all you out there who actually think it's Brigham Young's hearse, stick it in your, you know what, it is not Brigham Young's hearse. Again, one of those internet Disney fanatic rumors that gets started. But anyways, it's really a cool kind of idea with the hearse and the, the ghost horse. Yes, I like the ghost horse. It's funny. Make the ghost horse witty. Jingle or jingle. Some some wires that pull in it a little bit. Make it move a little bit here and there. Not a lot, just when it's unexpected, every now and then. 
Sort of like, how about going back to Indiana Jones and fix that frickin' pole that when you push, the spikes oh, yeah. are supposed to come so, up and down in the ceiling. It's or, very annoying or, to me that that doesn't work anymore. How about the, uh, there's the well? How about the well where you pull up the rope? Yeah, the, the, the last few times the well to me has worked, but the pole in the room that's supposed to crush you, I haven't seen that work in a long time. And I think they've kind of overlooked it because of the way they've done now fast pass, and they, you know, rarely do you stand in a packed line all the way through there. Usually you're walking by real quick. Somebody does the, you know, uh, arbitrary yank on that because they know something's supposed to happen, and they all go, uh, doesn't work. You know, it's, it's very annoying when something like that doesn't work that you know is supposed to. Uh, hey, have you checked? Have you, have you gone through this Grim Ghosts website? They have full-on layout of their attraction here. Yeah, I know. I know it's a great attraction. Uh, you know, by the, the way, I, I'm really – if somebody out there is listening that was selling blueprints of the Haunted Mansion on eBay that I paid for and I never got <laughs> because you're oh, – God, you, you're pissing me off because I was going to model that in 3D being a architect and all and working in 3D, uh, 3D programs all the time. I was going to make – a total virtual environment of this thing, but I really would like to do it accurately and and uh, do it with the plans. And the prick out there who's selling and not sending has really got me teed off. Did you? Well, and have you? I'm, have, well, have you given no, a bad yes, rating I, and all that. And... I, I I gave them a bad rating. I went to PayPal and they recovered, you know, 15 of my 40 bucks. Uh, which it's to me, it's not about the money. I didn't want my money back. I wanted the freaking plan. Drawing, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, but the um, the thing is, the guy, and I'm reluctant at this point to give the guy's website out because seeing what his email was, I said, oh, I'll don't check, don't. see if he's got a website. I don't. went to this website. He's selling these same blueprints that you could buy directly from him, plus he's also selling uh, park paraphernalia. I'd say he had a... Um, a piece of the Nautilus submarine from Walt Disney World. You know, he was, he was managing to get a hold of some, some relics and stuff he would sell. So I don't know if his website has fallen apart because his customer service sucked. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> of people out there that are selling Haunted Mansion knockoff stuff, like the, the sign of the mansion made into a doorbell. It's a very cool product. It only took two months for him to send it after five or six emails explaining to, to eBay and PayPal to get it. If you're going to lift something on eBay, be ready to send it. If you're getting someone else to manufacture it for you and you don't have it, don't list it until you have it in your hands because it's really annoying uh, no to get kidding. that. And, and, and I love this stuff, and I would, I'm more than happy to praise people when they can get this. And it's a really good re replica, and I've actually seen this guy's email show up on hasbins.com. So I kind of figured that he was an ex-Disney employee because his access to the actual item I mean, it's, the replica is too good, and it is reduced in size, but it had to be molded from an original. There's no way someone made this up later. So I appreciate the accuracy. I, you know, I just don't appreciate when you don't come through with something that you're advertising and selling. And there's a lot of great stuff out there on eBay for Disney and a lot of great replicas, and I'm all over buying it. But don't screw me. I'm still pissed off about that because... <laughs> I was all Jeez. ready to model this, and I was going to make a website on it, and the really? prick never sent it to me. Oh, yeah. Nothing greater than what's now called, um, well, it's, what we're, it's 3D modeling, but it's called BIM, Building Information Model. 
because it's it's the newest and latest thing in architecture, and, it, and it's awesome. And I was going to lay the whole thing out in 3D, try to be as accurately as accurate as possible. There is a guy I found a website out there where a guy took it's a program called I think it was Lightworks or Lightscapes, and he you you can extrapolate uh, the model off of pictures and and stuff, but it's only as accurate as you know he made thicknesses of uh, of planes and stuff, but. I was going to actually model it in the materials that it's made out of, and like a real construction drawing in three dimensions. So then, so I'm really upset. You'd be able to view this as like you're from the view viewpoint from inside the Doom buggy, or oh sure, how yeah. You, how would you look at this? Yeah, I could put I could put you in the Doom buggy and animate you all the way through it, or oh. I could put uh, uh, points of view based That'd on be cool. you know you're you're a short turd. What are you? You're under six foot. I could put it at your eye view. I could put it what? at my eye view, which is over six feet. I'm not short. You know? I'm not under six feet. What? What, do you well, think? You, just, with, you think because you're six loafer. one that you're Mr. Freaking Wiltus Tilt or what? Oh, gosh. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, you can do a lot of things with it. But my point was more to model it accurately rather than – there's a lot of people out there creating 3D models. But – because I know the programming. Yeah, well, I know the programming. They're, they're creating a virtual environment. I want to do it differently. Where not, I'm not only creating a virtual environment, but I'm literally creating from that. You can make construction documents. You could, you could cut sections through it, which would be architecturally interesting to a lot of us out there who appreciate Disney for its design and architecture. And there's a great book out there, Designing, uh, what's it? Designing Disney, I think it's called. Uh, and it's a great collection of... Uh, art and design work done by the Imagineers, and there's a, I've got many architect friends who sometimes will play hooky to go to the park, not just to ride the rides, but enjoy yeah, some of the architecture the and buildings, the great yeah. design work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we stare at it, we look how it's constructed. You know, geeky, yes, but you know, to us, that's fun. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> just as much fun as a trucker, right? Talking about what Captain Kirk did. Exactly, or you know, <laughs> IT people looking at a stack of uh, servers and watching the lights flicker, going, wow. "That's us, yeah." Look at the bandwidth we're carrying through there. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> or people at a track tractor pull, going, "Wow, that guy was really on top of it that time." Yeah, mud was flying. All right. Boy, if he didn't shut it down right then, he might have broke the manifold. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, well. So uh, anyway, so if you disagree with us or have a comment about this or more information that MySage doesn't have, uh, yeah, definitely that would email be cool. us. What, Mike, what's our email, Mike? Okay, you have several choices. You can the main email address would be info at micecast.com. We also have a request line. Request. Okay, you sound like you sound like uh, uh, at micecast.com. Uh, what? Am I selling a used car? <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound you sounded like Vanna White there for a second. Oh, you know, Vanna doesn't talk. Number three, Vanna doesn't yeah. talk. She doesn't she just, have she, to. She just pushes the buttons <laughs> to flip the letters on. Um, we have a feedback. I don't know. I don't see. You now I have to actually check the website. How sad is now that? Now you confuse yourself. Well, we have yeah. we have a website. And we have a blog. The website yes. is micecast.com, and the blog is micecast.blogspot.com. Is that correct? Correct. And there are there are links on there for our emails. You can email to uh, to Mike at micecast.com or Greg at micecast.com or Richard at micecast.com. Uh, I'm sorry, but we don't have a dickless at micecast.com. <laughs> it's just we're dickless because Richard 
otherwise known as Dick, is not here tonight. Yes, he had something else so, going on. Yeah, the but, old Ghostbusters thing. Yes, that man has no dick. That's <laughs> right. But you know the the uh, the importance of the story necessitated us to talk about it, and you know we couldn't quite wait for Rich to join us today. Well, um, we could not wait for him to get his podcast on. So yeah. Um, so yeah, send he, us an email. He did not join us in our studios tonight. All right, let's you know, let's go through the disclaimer. We are, we are not no, associated with the, with Walt, the Disney Walt Disney Company, Company Disneyland, Disney. Walt Disney World, or any of the other Disney subsidiaries. <laughs> we are wholly and truly a separate entity who have formulated all these opinions all on our own and have yes, no endorsement these are of the own, Walt these Disney are own Company. own opinions. Yes, we have no, uh, no and paid. And since we have quoted a few sources, such as Jason Sorrell's From the Magic Kingdom to the Movies, Jason in no way endorses knows, our podcast knows, or knows, knows about even us. about us probably yeah, that's right. uh the same, same for, same, for my sage how great guy age. great writer great information again he doesn't know we're talking about him tonight maybe he'll find out maybe he'll be a future listener that's Hope great so. thanks al here's to you baby yeah. but again not a sponsor maybe someday uh so we're all on our own and this is our own bullshit in our opinions so that's right you know you love us or you hate us but come back and listen to us. And <laughs> so there's our disclaimers. There's our emails. There's our websites. Uh, send us something. And who knows? We might even dedicate a whole podcast to you. We did do that out of our big mail pack the other day. So right. that's. Go ahead. <laughs> the little oh, talk well, on top of you. <laughs> thanks. Why don't that's you tell us? Pretty much in- <laughs> thanks. That ends our disclaimers for the night. Um, Our next podcast, unless some unforeseen event comes up or uh, breaking news, like the news we got from MiceCast. Thank you, guys, at MiceCast. Or MiceAge. We're MiceCast. Worst cast, yeah. Um, We'll be about the untimely death of the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction. And I know this may go against everything I've been bitching about tonight, about uh, we have to change, things would change, things would disappear if Walt was still around. But... The big rant for me will be the circumstances to why it ended. Not that it did end, but how, which I think is the big travesty. Uh, so that's what our next podcast will be. And All right. Well, then, uh, yeah. if that's going to be our next podcast, let's say good night. Uh, good night. Thanks, thanks for listening. And um, you know where to find us, info at micecast.com, www.micecast.com, or micecast.com blogspot.com and that wraps up our podcast for the evening what happened to our gmail gmail no gmail gone that wraps it up okay good good night (laughs) good night there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day Great big beautiful tomorrow, just a dream away.